Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. How is everyone? It's a holiday week, at least for the Americans that are listening. We have Thanksgiving tomorrow, um, and I'm sure everyone has plans and going to have a great holiday weekend. Many companies give days off, at least on Thursday and Friday, and some more than that. So I'm hoping everyone will enjoy the time and the family. Um, Of course, there are some out there that may not have plans who may not have family or friends that they can enjoy. And of course, my heart goes out to them and I immediately put everyone, whether they have someone but they're worried about it or they don't, I want to put everyone into the healing circle so that it brings as much as possible the more of the joy of the holiday than the difficulties, because we all know holidays can be hard no matter what the circumstance. So anyway, everyone, guys, we're putting them into the putting everybody into the healing circle. Now I'm going to begin the show. I have a caller, um, a healing today from um, someone who contacted me from India, and his name is Anshul, and I see he's online. And Anshul, I will get to you in just a bit, but I want to just give some feedback to the prior healing so that, uh, and then I'll move on to your healing, and then I have one more at the end for Karen. So just bear with me, Anshul, and I do see Robin is also here, so that's great. Robin is, as you probably mostly know, is my honorary co-host, and I call her that because she's, she's absolutely such a supporter, and she has healings and she gives me tremendous feedback and she's just this great lady that I feel is very much a part of this show as well as some of the other people that tune in on a regular basis. I I just appreciate all the connection and all the support that everybody gives me and I give it right back to all of you. Okay, now I want to give you some quick feedback from Denise regarding her daughter Alicia. For those of you who didn't know, Alicia has had some very serious heart problems since she was born, has had many surgeries, and just had one, another one, I think, a couple of weeks ago. And I did more than one healing on her. I think two, I can't remember if I did two or three. But in any case, I'm giving some feedback because it's great news. Uh, I think I had mentioned in the last show that Alicia was supposed to get out of the hospital in the next day or so. She did not get out right then because her blood apparently was too thick. And also she vomited, which um, caused some damage to her chest incision. But yesterday I heard from Denise that, that Alicia did get out of the hospital and she's recovering at home. And she, then she wrote me again this morning and said, oh, I forgot to tell you <laughs> that Alicia's mechanical valve should last 20 years. So the hope is she won't need surgery again for 20 years. So that's very exciting. And I 
truly hope that's it. I hope none of any there, there aren't any other issues for that heart. We did work really hard, and everybody joined their energies with mine and Denise's and Alicia's, and we all worked together uh, on really trying to repair that heart as best we could and to neutralize as much of the underlying causes of the heart issue in the first place. So this is very exciting. The other thing that Denise mentioned was that she listened to the mental illness healing. It wasn't for her. That was for Robin and her son, Ryan. But she listened to it. She said that Denise shared with me that she her life purpose is providing psychotherapy and healing for those with chronic mental illness. So clearly she could had some connection with the whole idea of mental illness, which is great. And she said um, she has had great results using the healing circle. She said she does meditations with her clients. She does psychotherapy for the first half of the session and energy work for the second half. Now, isn't that exciting, guys? This is exactly what I encourage every listener to do. If you have any kind of practice or anything going on in your own life, incorporate it because it's not either or. And I've said this a lot. It's supplemental to. It adds to. It expands. It uh, facilitates. It uh, it just makes it move to a higher level when we, especially when we do the amalgamating and, and use those divine energies. Now, um, I'm not sure what energy work she does in the second half. It might be some of mine. It might be some of someone else's. It might be a combination. To me, it doesn't matter. What I love is that the energy work is added to the therapeutic because I found so much value myself in the therapeutic environment, but it didn't go far enough. And so if you have both, then, wow, this is, this really um, is, you know, talks to my heart. I'm so happy for that. And I encourage everyone, again, to bring that in in their own life situations. Um, she also said that she channels a lot with what she does. I don't, she's never spoke to me about the channeling. I don't know exactly what she means on that. But in any case, I think it's all good. And I just, again, encourage Denise and, and any others that use the work to do the amalgamation. It only has to take, it doesn't have to be the long, drawn-out thing that I do. It can be literally sitting for a few moments becoming one with that pure soul essence, the higher selves and the originating source, it really takes but a few moments, maybe five, ten seconds, and then move into whatever else you're doing, and you've already stepped up all that you do up to that divine level and have giving it permission to be part of the work you're doing. So I encourage everyone to do that, and I'm glad that uh, Denise mentioned that she was doing the energy work, so I had an opportunity to just talk about that for a moment. Anyway, now Robin, Robin is the one I worked on last week, Robin and her son Ryan, and for those of you who didn't hear it, Ryan has been diagnosed as a high-functioning paranoid schizophrenic. Robin is his mom. He was 28, and we did a I did a healing actually on both of them last week 
first was Ryan and then was Robin. And I don't want to repeat it all here. Um, of course, I don't remember much of it anyway, but it was intense healing. I could barely talk by the end of the show because um, it was very high energy. But she she's given me some feedback that I want to share with you guys. Um, for her, she said the feeling was intense and not altogether pleasant, but she recognized it as necessary. And I just want to speak to that for a minute. I did also hear from Suzanne, who I did the healing a couple, three weeks ago, related to the infestation. She had cockroaches in her place. And the symbol was a giant cockroach that came came to the forefront. And I don't remember much of the healing because I don't hold on to this material But in any case, she had a hard time even listening to the healing because the giant cockroach symbol was so yucky, kind of repulsive. And I don't blame her. It was a pretty yucky symbol. I don't usually get ones that are so yucky. But for whatever reason, that that was the symbol that I was presented with, so I go for it. But the the point is that sometimes these healings can be disturbing. They can be difficult to hear. They can be... Uh, hard to relate to, whatever, and that's okay. It really is okay. We're allowed to have our genuine reactions to whatever. It's not about right and wrong, and it's not about belief and disbelief. It's it's simply, hopefully, leading us down a path or in a direction where we can heal some of whatever is going on behind it. So, but anyway, she said that she was At first, she was focusing on the painful images and energies and not so much on the releasing, but that she felt better and that she was going to be working on the uh, what can be accomplished. And during the healing itself, she felt muddled and emotional. And later, well, I'll tell you what she said later, but um, I just want that she had a PS. I don't know if you remember, but I did work on Alicia collapsed lung and I had this interesting um, an interesting symbol of a big huge bellows at the top of the head and at the mouth and we were all pushing the divine breath into Alicia hopefully filling her lung and bringing the uh, healing to that lung and allowing the healing energy to circulate and it was related to the heart as well. Anyway, Robin says she felt that rush of energy from the bellows breath that I had called in. And she said uh, it helped her and it also reminded her of a tool that how beneficial, beneficial a tool of the bellows, the bellows breath is. So I wrote her and I said, well, you sound as if there's bellows breath is something you know about. And she said, yes, it's part of Kundalini yoga. Now they didn't do it in exactly the same. It's some sort of technique to intensify and empower your breathing and all that brings to you. But I found that sort of interesting because maybe somebody else thought, oh, bellows breath, okay. Well, I literally, for me, that symbol of the bellows was the first I've ever used and divine breath. I, I know I've used it way in the past, but it's been probably a couple of decades. So in any case, that, that was just interesting. So I wanted to share it with you. Now, um, now more feedback from 
Robin. She said that, I don't know if you remember, but she had mentioned that there, she'd had a, or maybe she told me in the phone call, but she'd had a, um, she had a blow up with Ryan just a day or two or three before the healing that I did on them. And she said, normally, after they have a blow-up, he doesn't get back into communication for a month or two or three. Weeks, certainly, and sometimes even months. So, But he, he called her only only a few days later. So she was astounded. She felt very strongly that the healing had helped. And I believe they're making plans for um, to be together for Thanksgiving which is great. So the healing came in time and I am going to be working on them again on December 10th for those of you who wish to call in and follow up on the Robin and Ryan unfoldment. Some of these issues are large and important and, and entrenched and it's important that we work on them more than once. So I'm excited about that. Uh, let's see, what else did she say? She just says she's much more aware of what's going on. She's able to um, be more conscious of the emotional states that trigger her, um, that Ryan triggers in her, and she's she's really becoming more, just understanding a lot more with more clarity and all of that. And she it makes more sense to her, and she also says she has some guidance for working on it in the future because she does her own work also. So that's great. And she felt that Ryan's patterns that I came up with were right on the fear, the paranoia, the isolation, not feeling safe, feeling people out to get him and all of that. And she loved the healing energies too that I brought in and also felt that there was guidance here for her to continue working with Ryan in the future. Um, she said she's, with each healing, she's more comfortable working with the energies in the higher self, even though I still don't really understand what the higher selves are, she says. She doesn't understand. She said, hopefully my second book will shed more light on this. And it does, by the way, in a way, in the appendix, I have what are the higher selves. And I explain it, but I give a thumbnail because the full depth of the information is not... It, it just takes more than a sound bite. It's just I leave it vague, not to be mean or upset anyone or um, purposely try to confuse. I mean, it, it's not it's not anything like that. It's just that the the explanation of the higher self will come with the book, probably my fourth book that expands the whole. Soul, soul journey, the soul evolution from mineral all the way up. And in that book, there will be a very detailed description of the higher selves. Meanwhile, there are many situations where we don't really understand everything, but we can we get enough to move with the move with the energy. And so I'm just asking everybody to allow for the vagueness for now. And simply use the the powerful divine energies that they bring in, understanding that they are a part of you. Okay? Now, oh, Anshul. Okay, Anshul, um, I'm not going to put you on the mic yet. 
I'm going to go ahead and do your healing. And then after the healing, I'm going to put you on the mic, which means you you and I can talk together and the listeners will also be able to hear. Um, it's very late in India. He's from India, guys. Whoa, I was so excited to have someone from India put in a request. Anyway, um, he here's what he has. He sent me two or three emails, and I've kind of combined them all to tell me the, some of the issues that he wants to work on. He wants to work on his intuitive ability. He wants his own intuitiveness to decide his journey. And there's this big inner desire that he has to connect and feel his intuitiveness and to make the decisions for his journey. And he has failed to feel the existing connection with his higher self. And he wants that connection to help him make the right choices. Now, he also wants to work on self-confidence. He says, and I really, um, I really want to point out how great this is because he already has some fantastic self-awareness. He says that he has a large number of self-limiting beliefs. And don't we all, guys? This is the nature of the human condition. But he's able to come forward. Anshul, you're able to come forward and state that right out front, which is great. You own it, and you seem to feel um, you feel okay about it in a way. You just don't want them anymore, and we don't. None of us do. So he says he has self-limiting beliefs about his body, about his abilities, even though he knows he has acquired knowledge. He wants to use the knowledge, but, she, he, but he doesn't know why he feels like there's not enough. Boy, can we relate to this pattern. He says, I'm not able to stick to any practice for long enough to get the benefit. And don't we often do that? We quit before we get to the point where we're really proficient or we finish the job or whatever it is. And so that quitting pattern or that not following through to the end pattern is something we've all experienced in our lives. Now, he says, be it career, meditation, finance, I keep moving without practicing the method or the methods that he's learned. So he wants to remove these self-imposed limitations and experience the unpotential, the unlimited potential, which is so right on. We our limitations are self-limited, are self-imposed. That is exactly why I do the radio show, to help us see that we do impose it upon ourselves, usually from misunderstandings and misconceptions. I mean, virtually always, from so many lives, we're just twisted mass inside, twisted energetic bunch of soul scrambles inside. And this, nobody can undo those for us. We have to do it ourselves. We've created them, and we can uncreate them. And that's what this whole healing is, energies that I do is all about. He also um, has a communication issue. I don't know exactly. I'm sure they're all interrelated, number one. But I'll start with the intuitive ability and just see where it takes me because that was number one on his list. But communication, he says, he doesn't know what stops him from speaking out when he's required to communicate to large numbers of people. He says he feels as if there's a lack of connection or maybe a delay between thought and speech. 
So he said sometimes he just can't remember what he'd prepared, and it's made him feel like he's suffered a tremendous loss of faith on many occasions, and that's his confidence in his ability to speak out. So this is clearly interrelated with a self-confidence issue. He also has financial issues, um, but I don't know that I'm going to get specifically to that, but I just want the, the listeners to know. He said his earnings have been going up, but he still faces the lack of sufficient uh, financial resources or, um, let's see, he said sufficient amount of savings. So he said at times all of these feel like they're small issues, but they make it so difficult, which makes it difficult to explain it to someone who he's seeking help from because he has this sense that these are small issues. And don't we often have that where we feel there's something wrong, but we feel like, well, we're not dying or we're not um, crippled or we're not something major, so this is really so unimportant and so small and so insignificant. How can I even talk about it when I'm so much better off than other people? But the fact of the matter is we everything is relative. It's big for us, and we don't want it anymore. And so I am so glad that Angel reached out because it isn't small to me. And there are so many people that have this kind of thing. Many of us have great lives in so many ways. People looking from outside looking in would say, oh, they, you know, so-and-so has nothing to complain about. Look at their lives. It's this, it's that, it's all this great stuff. But inside, we don't feel worthy. We don't feel deserving. We, we feel like it's going to, you know, do a 180 to bad the next day. We feel vulnerable. We're afraid. Whatever it is, no matter how our life might look um, from the outside in, it's what's inside, how we're feeling, what is going on for us that's really important. It's not what somebody else might think. They can think all day long how great our life is. Really, right, guys? But if we're unhappy, if we're miserable, if we're afraid, if we're doubting, if we're hiding whatever we're doing, and we're not happy with, it's important. And I'm just really glad that Angel reached out. So, okay. I want to start the healing. It's very late, Angel's time. So we, um, I want to get started. And Angel, Angel, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Angel, A-N-S-H-U-L is the way it's spelled. So I'm hoping I have it properly. But if I don't, I apologize. You can tell me at the end. But I'm I'm thinking you know that you and all the listeners, if we could just get ourselves in a comfortable spot, take a few deep breaths just to quiet our mind and remain, get calm. We can be aware of any sounds or, or activities around the around us in our environment or outside of where we are. But focus on my voice and bring yourself and your mind's eye right here, right now, noticing perhaps the position of your arms and your legs, your hands and your feet, focusing, bringing that point of focus, that focus of attention 
right here to the voice and to your body and activate the now moment. And this now moment is popping up. I see it popping up for Anshul, and I also see it popping up for all of the listeners. You're doing a great job. The I see us already on the symbolic wheel. Anshul is in the center on the hub, and all of the listeners, past, present, and future listeners around the rim. And there's also other listeners here. I feel there's some support uh, or other souls here. I feel there's people here that know Anshul. I want to say Ansel. I don't know why, but I'm if I say Ansel sometimes and I go back and forth between Anshul and Ansel, I'm sorry. But in any case, it's you that I'm seeing here on the hub. And I'm seeing a lot of people around the rim, which means we're going to have a lot of energy present, a lot of people either observing, learning, participating, healing themselves, and helping to heal you. So the the symbol is already in place, and I want each and every one of us to begin the focus on that pure soul essence energy that we carry. This is this powerful, purest, most perfect, most potent point of power that all of us carry, that pure soul essence light. I liken it to the DNA from our parents. It's the quote-unquote, DNA from originating source. But this DNA always is connected. Once we're born, our DNA no longer has a connection to our parents in the same way that our pure soul essence always is connected to the originating source. There's an invisible but very real energetic thread that moves that connects the pure soul essence with the originating source. And every soul from the lowliest grain of sand to the highest, most evolved being carries this pure soul essence. And this is who we truly are. We're truly expressions of the purity and perfection of the originating source. That's who we are. And in this way, we are all equal. We are all equal. Every single soul is a beautiful, perfect, and pure expression of the originating source. It is simply the viewpoint that we carry that disavows that, that tells us that can't be so. But in fact, it is. We are one of all there is. Now, we're activating with this focus on the pure soul essence, that symbolic sunlight that I the symbolic sunlight that I use within, and that sunlight is pulsing and it's filling the now moment, and together the now moment and the is growing to become the forever now moment, and as it grows, it's bringing with it this pulsing divine light that we all carry, and it is moving to expand to the point where it encompasses the totality of the past nows the present and the future nows. And as I've spoken of before, the future nows are expanding on a moment-to-moment basis. So that end of the spectrum, so to speak, or that end of this time-space continuum that we have created here is ever unfolding, ever growing, ever expanding from the moment-to-moment-to-moment-to-moment-to-moment basis. So because evolution never stops, progress never stops, The unfoldment continues forever, and that's why it's the forever now moment. And it is expanding across the 
universe, known and unknown universe, and it is a huge space, and it is filling with this beautiful light that we all carry, and it is encompassing this time-space forever now continuum, the forever now moment is encompassing the totality of the soul process of each participant in this healing, past, present, and future. By past, if there were any listeners that were present and listening before this show and never listened again, they are also part of this process and will be a part of every single show. And all the future listeners who haven't listened to this or any of the past shows will also uh, are also a part of this time-space continuum. And this is why each week it gets bigger and bigger because it's always growing, always enhancing, and we're bringing in other uh we're bringing in other souls as well for each healing. And each of those other souls are part of this time-space continuum in the past, present, and future now as well. So it is a beautiful energy stream, and it is filled with this brilliant light. At this point in time, I'm going to ask that we become one with the conglomerate higher self energy, all of our higher selves, and any other higher selves that are um, have been part of our process and that wish to join with us today in this healing. The, the higher self energy, of course, is also divine. We have to invite it in, and that's what we're doing. And they are very powerful uh, energy field as well and help with the directing of the energies so that if we go to heal the elbow and it's the knee that needs healing, that energy will be directed, whether we're conscious of it or not, right to the knee. So if I blubber it up and make all sorts of mistakes during the healing session, it really, because we've called in the divine energies and we are one with them, we cannot do any harm. We can't hurt. And so the higher selves redirect my bloobers and bring in the healing at the levels and at the places where it is needed and necessary. The... Last step is to move this entire continuum, this entire forever now moment into the pure soul essence of the originating source itself, allowing us that full conscious connection to the originating source and to all there is. It is a the center spot maybe or the core, the... Sorry... Um, the core of the originating source, and it, it, it just, I can feel the connections. It's almost tingly all over me. I don't know if anyone else can feel it, but the minute we moved in there, I, I get a feeling physically uh, and energetically that is different from any other times or any other ways I've done the amalgamation. It's as if my whole body is almost... Not quite, but almost not there because the connections are so massive. Somehow, I, it's very hard to explain, but it is a very powerful space. We will be doing the healing energy from this point. Um, always, we do the healing energy from this point because it brings in the healing at the very highest level that we can possibly manage. It also allows us to spread the healing throughout the throughout all there is it's 
I know it seems so grandiose, doesn't it? But I don't mean it to be. It's just that is the sense that I have because we're all connected one to another. And by moving into that consciously, that conscious connection, we are actually facilitating and helping many others, even those that are not present in on our symbolic uh, wheel. Okay, so there you have it. Now I'm focusing on Ansel or Anshul um, sitting on the hub of the wheel. And what I'm seeing is someone very, uh, there's a lot of anticipation here. I feel there's a lot of hope. He, maybe it's because he's from India, I don't know, or whether it's just that he's carrying this at the soul level and it would be the same no matter where he was living. There is a real sense, uh, a real knowing that the energetic side of life is something he needs to address and he's really excited. There's an anticipation here. And yet there's also here a sense of can he do it? There's also some self-doubt that is coming up. And so what I want to do first and is I want, of course, activate the rainbow bridge and line up all our chakras with the originating source, allowing the releases uh, of the energetics that we carry around us 24-7 from lifetime to lifetime. I want the release of all of those into our light and, of course, there are many divine energies that I bring in during that healing. And so we want these chakras, which are energy exchange points, we want them to be as efficient as possible. We want them to facilitate rather than prevent. So we call in that rainbow bridge energy, activating those chakras. And I see um, I see Anshul almost standing up straighter he's prepared now there's i want to call in that sense of confidence that sense of connection and um empower the sense that he already has that there's stuff he can really do here and it's important to do and so he has that recognition he's carrying that and so but but what we want to release right out of those chakras wherever it comes is all the the self doubt all of the self-doubt that that I'm really not capable, I'm too small, I'm too uh, insignificant, I don't have the competence, I don't have the, excuse me, the ability to be able to fix myself. He feels a real lack of self-worth and a lack of self-value and this stands in his way, whether it's the confidence he wants, whether it's the the intuitive ability he wants, whether it's the communication pattern that he wants to improve, this is affecting him on every level, which is not a surprise to me that we would bring in something that's affecting many of his issues. And this lack of self-worth and lack of confidence, it's, it's as if he feels when he gets into a situation, Angel, when you get into a situation where you have to perform or you have to do something, whether it's 
whether it's for uh, just on your own doing a project or um, developing the ability or the practice that you need to do, whatever it is, you come into it feeling as if you're going to fail. You come into it feeling as if you're not fully equipped. You don't know enough. You haven't practiced enough. You're... uh, Oh, I'm just really hurting for you because there's there's pain, a lot of pain in here too, because it's painful. That whole issue of losing faith is a painful place for all of us, where you feel like you've been you've made a fool of yourself, or you have, you know, shown the world how inadequate you are, and that's what you feel. You you're feeling this deep pain and you really suffer because now here's the interesting thing because you feel you're inadequate you see that others think you to be inadequate now in part they might because you're going to bring in with that kind of belief in yourself we often bring in people who feel that way um, about us however because the feeling is so deep in you it is a a blinder or it is it becomes part of a projection so you see people viewing you that way even more than they really do is what i'm trying to say so there's that but when you project that out you take whatever you perceive that they say what you perceive that they think what you believe that they're thinking about you that you're really a, a hot mess so to speak it empowers your own belief in yourself that I'm a failure, I'm inadequate, I can't do it, and all of that. And so I really, really want you to release that and with it all the pain and suffering that you've experienced from this. Because underneath it, you have so many gifts and talents, you have so much ability, but your beliefs, just as you said, limit yourself. Because every belief we have, every single judgment, Every single viewpoint that we carry is a cap about how much, about everything is a cap. We can only progress up to so level, so high, right where that cap is. So if we think we're a failure, guess what? That's the, that's the cap we put on our expansion and our productivity and our abilities. But it is not a reflection, Anshul, at all on all the ability and gifts and talents that you have inside. It is not a reflection of that. It's only a reflection of what you think you have. So I want you to release big time. And a lot, and I'm seeing it come out. There's a lot of stuff coming out of the heart and the stomach, the sense of powerlessness, the sense of inadequacy, the sense of I can't do it, um, I'm too small, too insignificant, too too unimportant, uh, too untrained. And you've developed this whole thing where you stand up and you forget. That's a whole thing. I'm I'm just not getting exactly what that is. Um, But that's, that's like a, a way to facilitate 
your belief that you are a failure. Because if you remembered what you were planning to say, you actually would be very successful. So you've created this sort of gap thing. It's just a very interesting pattern. I haven't seen one exactly like, although many of us probably have it, but I've just not seen it before. It's this gap thing. It's like you create the mo- the memory loss in the, that moment to bring you as much of the failure and the losing face at, to embrace or empower your belief systems. Now, it's just so interesting there because I'm wondering... I want you to release that whole gap thing. I want you to release it. I want you to let go of the lack of memory, the loss of memory, because it certainly has nothing to do with age. It is a self-created... Ah, okay, now, because I, I couldn't figure out why anybody would create that, but I know we many of us probably have it, but I see now why it created. Because there have been actual incidences in your past where not speaking up, not expressing, not speaking up first has saved you. Okay, you're in with a bunch of people, for example, and somebody comes in accusing somebody has done something bad, okay? And you step forward taking responsibility for something and you pause and then somebody else steps forward in front of you and takes responsibility because these things aren't really clear. I mean, they aren't really um, yes or no things. It's like, well, well, why did somebody? What happened? Who was the one who who caused the the upheaval in the you know the riot, for example? Well, obviously there would be more than one cause, and maybe as this good person, this this very uh, well-intentioned person that you are, you stood forward to say, well, you know, maybe it was you, you were going to take some responsibility because maybe you spoke to some person saying, you know, maybe there should be an uprising. But that, but that really had nothing to do with the uprising at all. You were just mimicking. I'm making this scenario up because I want to explain because this is the kind of thing that maybe, you know, the whole talk about the uprising was all around and you just were someone who was voicing yet another opinion. But then the person who did step forward was the one who actually started the uprising or who knew who started the uprising and it sure wasn't you. So it's that kind of thing. And I've never seen this pattern before, but it's so interesting to me because that pause, that that momentary and it may have been a few seconds, it could have been 30 seconds, for whatever reason, you stepped forward and then you had misgivings for stepping forward. So that pause or that that holding back of your expression actually saved your life or saved you from being punished or saved your family or saved whatever. And it wasn't in just this kind of scenario. This has This pause for you, you've had several incidences where holding back the expression, uh, that pause or not going through with whatever you were going to say has worked in your favor. And so you came away from those kind of situations and conditions of feeling positive about the withholding, about holding back, about um, creating that gap, so to speak. 
And so it was, unfortunately, a process that became an almost a knee-jerk reaction. And when you stand, when you're standing in front of a leader, say, or somebody who sang to a group who started the riot, that's a lot of stress. Well, it's a lot of stress when you go to speak in front of a group. So that similar stress triggers off that gap pattern. Okay, this is bizarre, I know, maybe, but it's so interesting. This is why I love doing these healings, because new things come up all the time. So I want you to release all the... the um, the, the withholding the expression and coupling withholding of expression into safety. And that's what keeps you safe. That's what allows you to continue to have uh, shelter or life or food or whatever or your loved ones. So I really want you to release the coupling of lack of expression with safety um, and also to release the once that gap process was developed it then of course in other scenarios meant that you know like today in this life that you lost faith that you didn't do what you were meant to do or you didn't do it well and so then it started being coupled with failure so i want you to release this whole pattern the whole idea that it's safe and also all that sense of failure. I want you to just release all the sense of failure you can. And it is just huge. You have a deep well of feeling of failure. Because what's happened is you've developed a kind of a soul scramble here that is, it's, it's, it was maybe appropriate in some lives and it may help you in some lives, but it's developed into a bunch of complex interrelated misunderstandings that have only entrenched the feelings that you're inadequate, the feelings you're a failure, the feelings you you don't come to the table prepared or with enough ability or enough knowledge. It's all this self-lack. And I want you to release all of the self-lack that you lack ability, you lack worth, you lack competency, you lack um, gifts and talents, knowledge, you just have this deep sense of lack. And the good news is that it's coming out, and I'm going to call in divine worth, divine love, especially to bring in the proper self-love and divine understanding, uh, divine acceptance, divine acceptance of the self. And that's really help, helping you. That divine acceptance is really helping to flush out some of that lack pattern because it's painful. And I, I want divine healing to come in, uh, divine balance and harmony, divine connection and divine strength and divine nurturing and divine security. I want you to find that within and enough so that you're creating a new foundation and allowing yourself to release this really old, really convoluted and... Um, pattern and all those misunderstandings and misinterpretations and all the confusion about it because I see you standing as an incredibly competent person. I see you as bright. Uh, you know, it's interesting that you have body issues because what I'm seeing now is someone who's very uh, attractive. Um, now, maybe I'm just 
tuning in on the symbol, but I'm telling you, I see somebody who's very attractive and doesn't know or understand how attractive they are physically, energetically, uh, just emotionally, everything. There's just a real, um, I'm, I'm picking up this very charismatic person that can go a long way once the all these self-imposed, as you say, and it's what we do for all of us do for ourselves, these self-imposed belief systems that are based on confusion, misinterpretation, uh, just absolutely not understanding the totality of all that we've brought to it and how deep it is. And I'm still feeling, and I'm feeling a lot coming up from the root area. It could come out the root area, but I'm also feeling it coming up out through the heart area. The It's as if we're pulling from all the past nows and pulling, and the future nows, and pulling these just a huge amount of this very convoluted, complex pattern. Um, and as these patterns are being dissolved, as they're being neutralized into your light, the, the divine lights we've called in um, are, oh, you know what? I want us to all project to the pure soul essence of the planet Earth, and I want to you to experience that divine material balance coming up through the feet, symbolically, of course, and moving into the body. Because what I want to do is I want to bring in that divine material balance, which I have explained often in the past, is energy that simply helps us materialize from the abstract to the concrete. And it's to help us materialize whatever. It's not just about finances, although this will help in the financial arena, but it is also about materializing our gifts and talents, materializing our confidence, materializing our abilities and our productivity, materializing finishing what we start out to do, and not only finishing it, but finishing it well. And I do see the not finishing pattern also coming up. Um, I don't know why I didn't see it right during the, the middle of that whole soul scramble, but no worries. Uh, let's just release that unfinishing pattern, the pattern of not finishing. And I sort of saw it, but I didn't use the word not finishing. But that's really, I want to, somehow when I said the not finishing, it began even more releases. So there's some conceptions, there's some misunderstandings. Um, oh, it just, again, is tapping into the part of you that feels so worthless. So it is part of this worthlessness pattern, this pattern where, you know, Okay, if you don't finish, then you can't really say you failed. It's a whole, it's a slightly different way of looking at it because if you didn't try all the way to the end, then you can't, you don't have to face the failure if you finish the project or you finish whatever and you don't do very well. It's almost like, well, I can't fall down if I don't stand up first. So that's kind of that whole pattern of not finishing is related to that, that finishing means that someone's going to judge your end product. 
And if you really finish practicing and really work on whatever technique or uh, project or ability or whatever you you started out to develop, if it doesn't get, if it's not really too good, and let's say you want to be a professional tennis player, um, and you work, 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 and you end up not getting on the circuit, and you know you're some podunk tennis teacher in some, you know, elementary school somewhere. I mean, I'm making this thing up. You might feel like a failure if you really tried to become a professional tennis player and you didn't make it. So that's the essence that I'm I'm getting from here is that if you don't really try, if you don't finish, then there's no way to really be judged as a failure or as a success. And so it's, again, carrying more of that fear of failure, uh, more of the judgment. And I want all that criticism and the judgment to be released because you're your own worst critic, as most of us are, and you judge yourself all the time. And it's so painful, you just plain don't want to do it anymore. And so this not finishing is kind of a coping mechanism. It's something you've learned to do to avoid the pain of the judgment, the pain of being told you fell short, the pain of not reaching the bar, that bar of perfection that you wanted to go for, because that bar is really high. You know, not everybody who moves into the acting field, for example, becomes a mega celebrity star. Not everyone who moves into professional sport becomes, you know, on the NFL, you know, the football league or the, um, you know, in the Olympics for some sport. Not everyone gets to that high bar, but for you, your bar is so high that if you don't get there, it becomes a complete place of a time and a place, an arena to just be so hard on yourself. So I want you to release all of that, all of that. Oh, and there's another part of it here, too, that I'm seeing. It's not only you don't reach that bar, but you also have a speed issue here. You need to reach that bar almost immediately. If you can't do it immediately, um, then it sort of proves that you're never going to reach that bar, so then you stop even sooner. That's an interesting part. that, and, and I can relate to it somewhat because I... I have a father who was in the Olympics. So I have this fairly good genes for coordination. So there were times I would go into a sport, and if I didn't get it really fast, I quit on myself. I never saw it quite in the same way here that I'm seeing it with you. Um, but that that's kind of what you have. You have, at some point, you do know you have ability. You do you are connected and so the bar is really high and you also think you should get there really fast much faster than someone who doesn't doesn't have the ability much faster so i really want to encourage you to release as much of you as much as you can because those rules about the game those rules not only do i have to reach this high and ability level really high but i have to do it quicker than anyone else those rules set up the failure pattern. It absolutely sets it up. It's almost like our guarantee we're going to fail. And so I want you to release all the rules. 
Now, some of the rules are related to goals. I, and I've talked about this for myself. I want to finish my book next month, the end of next month. And then if I don't finish, I started thinking of all that I didn't accomplish instead of focusing on, wow, look how far along I've gotten. And that's the problem sometimes with goals. Not always. But if we make them so rigid, they become indicators of what we haven't accomplished. It holds us stuck and it holds us feeling bad about ourselves. So I want to encourage you to release the rules, known and unknown, because some of the rules that you've set up yourself are absolutely not ones that you know consciously. They're, they're you making those those decisions in many past lives that are carried through as part of your belief system, part of your self-identity, part of your your self-identities, uh, part of the, how you think and feel that's almost so deep, It's we're not aware of these things at the conscious level. So known or unknown, I want you to release the rules that you set for yourself, the parameters that in order to be a success, you have to meet this, 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 and this parameter. Well, the first one is already almost impossible. So, of course, you don't even get to the second, third, and fourth. But if you should happen to pass the third, then you have the second, third, and fourth that are just going to be another opportunity, all of them, for you not to succeed. So I want you to release those parameters, known and unknown. And I'm really feeling some significant shifting here, Angel. It's just absolutely... I'm feeling almost this sense of relief coming from you. It's like you can breathe in a way for the first time and, hey, why don't I use that divine breath again? I would like you to feel, sense, uh, uh, imagine that the divine breath coming in and helping you to breathe. You've absolutely relieved, you've released a lot of, you've released a lot of burden you've carried. This has been such a, heavy burden on you this pattern has weighed you down and kept you stuck for a long time it's anchored you in in unhappiness and frustration so let's release the unhappiness i want to call in divine joy i want to call in divine unfoldment again divine connection and i want to and the divine breath and it's flushing out residue, it's flushing out more uh, toxins and uh, old stuff, moving it into the light, allowing it to be neutralized. Okay. Um, Wow. Let me just see. I want to just check in with your energy field. You're standing on a much more solid foundation right now. I'm seeing you filled with light. Um, There's a much greater sense of the self. I know we didn't end up working so much on the intuitive ability, but the intuitive ability, any ability that you carry, was so limited by this other stuff that we worked on. So that is going to enable you to move forward in the intuitive world, your intuitive, uh, connecting more and more with your intuitive ability and any ability. So what ended up coming out, which I think your higher self who direct me, um, I think the reason they did it, and it's clear the reason that they did it, was that what we worked on is going to help all areas of your life. 
not only feeling better about yourself, but also um, being more in touch and more connected and, and more able to do the practice, to do the the unfoldment, to uh, feel good about yourself and to make the make your life happen in the way that you really want it to happen. I'm just checking in too on the energy your energies. Um I'm I'm looking at that gap pattern because that was so interesting. I never saw that quite like that before. Um I want to call in <laughs> I don't know the exact energy that would help the word divine closure and the divine continuation and divine expression is coming to mind. Now, how exactly those will work and will facilitate your being able to stand up and speak in front of groups, I don't know, but it feels really good. You took a lot of that energy in as I said it. I also want to call in divine success and divine worth and divine value. Um, Again, because I feel that those are all important energies and divine love and divine acceptance and divine forgiveness. Okay, the higher selves are putting a cocoon of energy around you and placing you in the healing circle. They will it will help you acclimate to the energies and it will help they will also be continually process, helping you process um, even though your healing session for today is done. But I'm now going to bring you onto the mic for a short time just because it'd be so fun to say hello. And I'm a little bit in La La Land. How are you doing? Is it Anshul? Yeah, this is Anshul and it would be pronounced like U-N-S-H-U-L, Anshul. Anshul? Was that it? Anshul. U-N, Anshul, like under, un in the under, so it's Anshul. Oh, Anshul, not Anshul, but Anshul. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's nice to hear your voice. Um, You okay? I mean, do you have any questions or... Yeah, um, the way you, you explain the hello. Go ahead. Hello. I'm here. Yeah, the yeah the way you explained it, uh, it was much more clarity than what I had mailed you uh, regarding that uh, aspect that you have mentioned the gap issue. That was something surprising for me. And uh, it's kind of a revelation. <laughs> That's kind of revelation. And yeah, the aspect that you pointed that uh, unfinishing the thing or not reaching towards the finish and uh, setting the bar high and leaving it much before I can reach it there, uh, uh, you have rightly pointed out that the pattern uh, I, I was not myself aware it's only that after i heard from you that i could make it out that yeah this is what i have been doing well i'm so, glad that you could relate to it i i'm hoping you're uh, going to get go ahead 
yeah it was yeah. like uh, suddenly I, i i had not written so much in the mail but you could make out so many things and you could tell me uh, tell about so many things about myself which i was not aware but yeah it was coming in bits and pieces but i was not making the whole picture out of it so i am much more uh, clear about how it has been playing and yeah while the session was going on though um, i couldn't feel uh, it was a lower chakras but yeah there was something happening in my oh somehow he dropped there was but um somehow his phone dropped you know he is calling from india so i don't know what happened but he was starting to say that he did feel something so that's to me that's great but even if he hadn't felt anything it would have been okay hopefully he will listen to the show again and it's so nice to have the voice to you know i'm so feel so connected to um the people i work on and so it's just so nice for me to have the connection to the voice and Anyway, I look forward to hearing back from you Angel and uh if you want another healing at some point, please uh please please ask. <laughs> As you know, I'm apparently he asked me like a month ago or something and I didn't respond to him and I have no idea what what happened with that, but uh hopefully now that we have moved forward that he will reach out again. So, uh, oh it's Unshul even though it's spelled A N S, it's pronounced unshell like uns so okay now we're going to move on to karen uh we're still all in this uh this forever now moment the higher self has not closed it down um the karen wrote and said she's in a stressful time because she's re-renting her house and she'd had many problems with connected to it and she's worried about um she's not used to having so much turnover so i'm thinking it's a rental property i'm i'm really not sure um but in any case her loan is up and she's worried that she's not going to get a decent one and she said that her work is sketchy and she had a call from a good potential client but she couldn't find the important page on her website while she was talking to her so she said she didn't sound like the organized person that she quote unquote should be because she does organizing for a living and so she felt really you know funny about the call and of course the client hadn't called back again and she just kind of feels like she's slipping and sliding and uh and she said it all comes down to not feeling strong or adequate enough to overcome obstacles and she said when she becomes overwhelmed she isolates so i had done a healing on starvation abandonment issues and she said that healing began to address this mess that she's in now and she's just asking for more on it and i don't i mean we've all been there haven't we we've all been in times of our lives where uh, we're just sort of muddling along and things aren't going that great and we're feeling down on ourselves and we're feeling we're doubting our competence which ties into unchol's um healing and that whole confidence thing so hopefully Karen will listen to that oh 
Anjul is back. Okay. Um, I'm going to put you back on the mic, Anjul. I'm sorry we we had that <laughs> call dropped. So go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, the call got disconnected. So what I was telling was that I could uh, feel some sensation in my head area. And, uh, yeah, that was the experience that I had. And I uh, really believe that uh, things would start uh, changing for me. And, uh, yeah, I need to work on that consciously so that the energy works on me. Yes, and, you know, you can listen to the healing again. I say this often. If you listen to it again, then pause it when other things come up in your mind. And that way you're really becoming an active participant in the healing. You can pause it and then, you know, trigger something that I didn't say or maybe I said but I didn't go into detail and you can release more of that. But even if you can't think of anything or nothing new comes up, just doing the healing several times even, get to deeper and deeper and deeper levels. So it's a good thing <laughs> to do Thanks, that. Thanks. You're so welcome, and thank you for reaching out, really. And if you, you didn't hear me probably say this, but I encourage you to, if you need some more help, you know, reach out again. Send me another email, okay? Sure, sure. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Let me know. Okay? Thanks. All right. You're welcome. Okay, so back to Karen. Um, We all, guys, feel scattered. We all feel lack of self-confidence. We all have these times in our lives where nothing seems to be going quite right. Maybe there's nothing drastically horrible, but we're just sort of going along, not feeling good, maybe isolating, whatever. We all have elements of this pattern, of course, Karen will have her own unique uh, mix, um, and I don't remember any of the healings I've done on Karen, and I think I've done more than one. I think I've done several. So wherever we go now, her higher self will lead me to whatever is coming up. There may be some repeat. There may be something completely new. I, I never know. But if it's repeat, we do know that the... We we absolutely know that there's more underneath that needs deeper layers. So the repeat is never wasted, guys. When we keep in mind, we've had eons of lifetimes that have fed into these patterns, and at the soul level, we are happy to get rid of some stuff, but we're reticent to go all the way because all these patterns are so familiar. They're like our security points. We've developed these workarounds and we've developed all sorts of coping styles and, and defense mechanisms that we, we're we really good at those. We, we just figured out what how we can avoid dealing with a pattern. So those two are security points. We do, what what is makes us ner- what's nervous making is that if we get rid of the pattern, what will it be like? Who will we be? How will we function? So there's this sense of the fear of change and the fear of the unknown and the insecurity about uh, shifting and changing 100% all at once. So it, a lot of these things, especially if they're deeply entrenched, can take a few times, and that's why I always recommend that we make a lifestyle of doing the neutralizing. 
so that we can continue to get to the deeper and deeper layers and accelerate the process and facilitate the the shifting and the changing of the pattern, the dissolving of the old and the creation of the new. So anyway, I don't know exactly what's going to come up with with Karen's healing. So, I, but I'm going to get started now and whew, I'm I'm still in La La Land. I don't know about the rest of the listeners, but I'm immediately being brought back into the connection of the symbol of the eternal now moment. All of us standing in the light, fully encompassed the entirety of our soul process from the lowliest grain of sand that we ever were to the highest, most expanded and evolved being that is continually evolving. Uh, We are all continually evolving and we're in the center of that originating source, uh, pure soul essence. And we are connected to one another and to all there is. And we are tapping into the very highest level of the divine energies that we can possibly tap into. Okay. Anshul, or Anshul has moved off the, the hub and Karen is stepping on. She is um, she's very familiar with the process. I don't feel any hesitation from her, which is great. And I'm actually, it's just so funny because this hub kind of moves around from time to time. It's not, it's an energetic field, even though I'm using a symbol of a wheel that is solid in nature. The, the energetic wheel, the hub moves around. So sometimes it's near to the rim, sometimes there's more than one. So she stepped on off the rim and came to the center. Now the hub is moving sort of toward me. So she's standing right on the hub, which is right in front of me, um, close in so that I can really focus on her. And I want to thank you, Karen. um, I don't know, I'm just noticing some of the differences and how the souls manipulate the, the energy of the hub. Okay. So, so Karen is, okay, well, this is interesting. Karen, I see you as someone who has developed this ability to organize. The this ability to organize is really good. I mean, it is amazing. It's as if you are you have clarity of vision, you walk into a situation where you need to organize and you can see so quickly, you know, uh you just take in, okay, this over here should be over there. This needs to be cleaned out. This needs to be, you know, it's in the wrong spot. It's inefficient. It's it's all of that. You have an almost immediate, what I'm getting is almost immediate sense of how to um, help someone shift their outer reality. Because what you're doing is you're, you're focusing in on the organi- organizing of someone's home or their closets or their offices. I mean, that's what I'm thinking you're doing anyway. That's what the sense I have of it, that you're organizing um, the belongings, the, the material world. 
underneath there is this part of you that doesn't know how to relate or do the same thing on organizing the spiritual or the energetic world. So there's this sort of dual thing going on here. So interesting. I've never seen anything like this where you feel fully competent, fully able, and you are fully competent and able to do the material world organizing. But inside at that energetic level, you feel like you're a mess and you're not sure how to organize that material world, that the energetic side. And it is, it's carrying along this sense of frustration and incompetence, just what you said, because you're only doing half the picture. You're only doing, uh, you're not, you're not able to superimpose all that organization and all that structure that you can create in the outer reality on the inner reality. And part of the reason is that you have not been, and most of us have not had any lives up until this life that really addressed the inner reality, the energetic realities. Because the, the concepts and the understanding that was present on the societies and the cultures, as I've said often on the show, it was very limited. There was no even concept about an inner reality or an, the spiritual side or the energetic side. There, it just wasn't part of the, the conceptual nature that was available to us when we were in those kind of lives. So you feel very much like, you know, like you're muddling, like you're just crippled almost, like you're, you're, you're not, it's not crippled. It's almost like, you know, you don't have any instruction. It's almost as if we've moved into an elementary school or a kindergarten thing. And that particular school is one where they don't give instructions. They just want the children to find what they like and develop what they want to do. Now, for someone like you in the spiritual realm, in the physical realm, in an actual school, you would be very comfortable. You would absolutely be able to deal with the material world around you. But the in the kindergarten type, kindergarten like this with a spiritual world, when there's been no concept available to you, very little uh, techniques or tools given to address the energetic side of life, you just fumbling around and you know there are some children that go into those actual schools that have a really difficult time they don't know where to begin they maybe have come out of a home situation where there was very little um to play with or very little uh resources in the home and so they you know they come into a school like that and they just they just like freeze because they're like what are those things what are puzzles what are Crayons. I mean, I'm making it up, but you know what I mean. And this is the way I feel that you are, Karen, that you have been this muddling about is your frustration with the energetic side of life. 
you have this desire to be competent in that arena. You really are seeking and searching and trying very hard um, with it, but you are have been unable to find that way, that key, that sort of um, arrow to point you in the right direction. And so you you have uh, you're doing exactly what you need to do. You've done seeking and searching. You're looking for uh, ways to to clean up that energetic mess and make it organized. Um, but I want you to release the whole confusion about it, the whole feeling of being muddled, and the whole feeling that you're inadequate to the task because that's part of it. You're feeling because you've tried. You're feeling frustrated and you're feeling there must be something wrong with you because you can't get it together. There's You're comparing yourself w- whether it's consciously or not, you're comparing yourself with your abilities on the material uh, side of the coin, with your abilities on the energetic side, and you find yourself falling short. And it's frustrating to you, and you you want to release, and I want you to really release the whole thing of, of being inadequate to the task, uh, of being um, in, un, incapable, of being... You know, you just don't have it. It's, it's um, okay. There's some belief systems in here that in or that you have that in order to really be good at the spiritual life, that you have to have certain abilities. And if you don't activate or if you don't feel you have those abilities, then you're you have the corollary belief that's like, okay, I'm never going to get it right. And one of those abilities is psychism. There's a part of you that feels that you need to be able to tune in psychically, that you need to be able to see or hear or sense at these high levels, and and you feel like you don't. Now, I don't know anything about your psychism abilities at all. I don't believe we've ever discussed it, but I feel very much that you are one of the reasons that you feel you can't get this arena together is that you feel you're you weren't born with this ability or that you weren't um or that you just don't have it and whenever something comes up where you are sensing it's never enough so i want you to release that that's a similar to to unshul's uh thing where there's rules there's things we well of we're never going to be psychic. We're never going to do this because I wasn't born with it. And a lot of psychics, of course, the reason we have the, some of those belief systems is because there are many psychics that it seems to come in a family line. Oh, my grandmother had it, my mother, my great-grandmother, and, and I was born with it. And it seems like this this talent or technique that we have to be born with in order to do it. And so if we aren't, quote-unquote, born with it or feel we weren't born with it, then we immediately feel like, okay, we're never going to get it. Now, whether or not psychism is exactly all that that it is that you feel, I want you to release the rules around which have become limiters that have hold you stuck feeling like you're incapable or incompetent, and you will never be able to get this spiritual life together. And this rule, okay, this is a painful thing for you because it feels so defeating. It feels so defeating that 
you just feel like you're never going to be able to do it because you you don't have you haven't met this you don't have that ability and i want you to really release that whole element of self defeating self uh that the whole feeling this feeling of doom like you're just you there's no hope here there's just no hope here there's no way i don't have the required elements I'm never going to have them in this life. I'm going to be forced to just nibble around the edges. I'm going to be forced to just sort of partially get to the the bottom of my disorganization and my spiritual mess. And in fact, you you don't it's just a misinterpretation and a misconception. And I want you to release all the false uh, the limited truth, the false beliefs around this idea that you don't have what it takes and that you're never going to have it. And I want you to release all that doomed feeling, this doomed, hopeless, I'm never going to be able to do it. Just that simple. It's 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 so deep. It's like one of those solidified truths that I've talked about. It's just you're anchored in it. And I feel like there have been many lives where... The desire was always to be focused on that spiritual side of life, that etheric, that energetic side of life, more than the material side. But you were never as successful in that side as you wanted to be. So I want you to release this doom thing because I want you to understand, I'm going to call in divine understanding, divine expanded, divine clarity of vision and expanded perception because in those lives you didn't have the tools and techniques you were in one of those arenas where there was no instruction or very little instruction and what or whatever the tools and techniques were they barely touched the surface of the mess that you were feeling inside and so you just built up this very solid belief that you're doomed you're never going to make get what you want. You're never going to get that clarity and that organization, in quotes, and clean up this energetic mess that you so want to clean up. And so I really am calling in divine organization, divine clarity again, divine understanding, and divine release. And I want you to really start to release and divine hope. And I want you to release the this as much as you can this this sort of anchor that's kept you anchored keeps you nibbling around the edges because it's creating that cap it's creating the limiter that is holding you uh, uh at the the sort of the outside looking in there's also envy here there's envy and um it may not be conscious at all but it comes from, it's old, old, as you've seen people who have, you've viewed as having it together, and you compare them to yourself and your feeling of not having it together, and so then you've envied them because you feel like you can't get it together like anybody else, so you envy them, you're wishing that you could be someone else. And so I want, even, you know, I don't think of you as being someone who's, Full of envy or or jealousy, but there is that element of envy and jealousy here, and I want you to release that envy and jealousy and all the 
There's some bitterness here, too. Bitterness, well, it's not fair. Why do they have it and I can't get it? And and that bitterness is something I want you to release. And again, it's all based on misunderstanding. It's based on misunderstanding. And some of those, interestingly enough, what I'm getting is that some of those people you envied so strongly, they were presenting a persona and a facade of someone who had it all together. But underneath, they were no different than you. They just had a very good facade, a very good presentation. And so you interpreted their facade as being real when underneath they were no more feeling competent than as, than you. And so a lot of it was misinterpretation. And I want you to release all of that misinterpretation, that misunderstanding, that compares, that comparing pattern where you compare yourself to others. And um, all of these things keep you sort of in the background, sort of that nibbling around the edges thing. And you are very, very, very competent. I want to call in divine insight and divine psychism and divine connection to all your gifts and patterns. I want to actively release any and all blocks, any other blocks that we haven't talked about, holding you back. Because these abilities are just like any other ability. It's a matter of practice. It's a matter of moving out of our own way, releasing and neutralizing all the beliefs that we think we can't do it, all the things that block us, all the things that keep us small, all the things that keep us hidden, and uh, and then practicing and allowing the development of and the unfoldment of the gifts and talents. Now, I'm just using psychism as an example, but honestly, there could be other things in there. And I do know that there's some creativity under there um, and a lot of those kind of things as well. Um, and the more we release around this whole energetic side and related to your abilities, that creativity also will expand. The At least I think I did creativity with you. Huh. Anyway, in any case, the... I am seeing you release it, and I'm seeing you move forward. You have to understand that when I started, I couldn't see, sense, hear anything for a long time, like a year or two or three. But things kept happening, whether I could sense it or feel it or see it or anything. I kept sensing, and I kept seeing the shifts and the changes. And so I was motivated to keep going, and eventually... It, kept, it happened for me, and it can happen for anyone else. Now, I started a long time ago. The energy is so much more expanded and so much running so much faster today that people who are beginning to develop things now are moving so much quicker. You don't have to wait a long time. It's, it's happening, and I'm feeling just this stuff falling away. I'm feeling really good about what you're doing, Karen. It's um, a lot of releasing. And, and in a way, there's this sense of, wow, had I known it was this easy. And what I'm seeing for you, lady, is I'm seeing you moving into the limelight. There is, uh, I'm calling in divine leadership. I'm calling in divine um, connection, divine unfoldment. And I'm seeing you making inroads 
there's pathways, divine opportunities and divine possibilities. There's pathways opening up. So I saw you sort of nibbling around the edges symbolically, but now I'm seeing roads and doors opening to you where you're moving more into um, more and more taking steps to moving into that spiritual world and not only coming out of the muddled mess to organizing yourself and clearing the scrambles, the the um, misunderstandings and misconceptions, the thicket or bramble bush, the blinders that you have on and we all have on. I'm seeing more and more of that clearing. And as you clear, it's opening up and lights moving in and the pathways are showing themselves to you. They've always been there, but it was difficult to see. But I'm seeing you moving into this arena of addressing first for yourself and then for others the ability to bring in clarity of vision and uh, bringing in the tools and techniques for people. Um, And I do see you finally... I don't know when, but I do see you moving into an uh, arena where you're as competent with the cleansing and clearing and organizing, in quotes, of the energetic world as you are with the material world. Now, the two of them will uh, work together. They're actually part and parcel because as when you walk into someone's home and it's all disorganized it's the disorganization actually is a reflection on some deep uh emotional or psychological or energetic issues and i see you actually combining and working both sides of the issue in your organizing work and it's an element you bring to organizing that you are going to develop and it's going to make you a standout. It's going to um, open up arenas with your your organizing business because there's an element here that when you begin to feel more comfortable with it, and I don't know how long it'll take. I mean, it could be a week or three, or it could be a, a month or five, or it could be a year. But at some point, when you feel comfortable, because you know we can't teach someone else to swim when we can't swim ourselves. When you're comfortable with your own internal, you know, clearing, and it doesn't mean you have to get to the end. It doesn't mean you have to totally organize your your energetics. It doesn't mean you have to totally be completely organized within. It's the knowledge and the confidence that this is a doable thing and that it's a lifestyle and it can help us in all arenas of our life, including the material arena. When you move into that state of knowing that's when you're going to combine the two. Just like you hear me say on the radio that I have issues and patterns that come up for me, I don't have to get to the end goal in order to share what has changed my life 180 degrees at least four or five times since I started. Over and over again, I'm changing and becoming so much more than I was. It doesn't mean that I just still don't, that I don't have something to offer because I still have more to go. And it's the same way with you and this organizing thing. As you feel more confident and comfortable with your own internal spiritual organizing or energetic organizing, you will be able to fold it into your 
um, organizing business and offer both. Offer both. And just like I was saying to Denise early in the show, that she's brought in the energetic side to the treatment that she does for her patients, her, her, uh, those with mental illnesses, you yourself can bring this energetic side into your organizing business. At first, you may just do it in the silence. You may just bring in the neutralizing, the amalgamating and neutralizing whatever energetics. And you don't even have to know them in the beginning. You don't have to read the person. You don't have to know, but just, you know, once you and the person, if you bring it into a state of amalgamation, even in the silence, the light is going to help neutralize whatever uh, the energetics are in the house. So, because you will be amalgamated and asking the higher self's help with that. So, and then in time, you're going to make it conscious. You're going to bring it into the conscious awareness of the person themselves so that when you do the material world organizing, they don't just re-clutter it up because their own patterns play out in that way. So I'm really excited and I feel good about it. And if you have any more um, requests for healings or any, you know, questions or whatever, please, you know, write me, whatever, you know, Um, I really appreciate it. But I see the higher self are now beginning to uh, indicate to me that the healing is over. They're bringing the, they're slowly closing the eternal now moment. It's just a signal to me. And they're encompassing you or encasing you in that energetic cocoon to facilitate your acclimation to the ships and also to continue some processing, even though the session itself is is done. Um, And I'm just checking out everything, and I just feel everything is really good, Karen. I feel really good about it. Again, I would encourage you to listen and and just do more of the healing as always, but I know you do that, so you know, listen to it again. Anyway, kiddo, um, I'm asking now that, uh, well, just be aware you're being placed in the healing circle and this way you will be monitored on an ongoing basis from the higher self. And we are now, the session is done. Wow, okay. Well, that was really interesting and I hope you get a lot out of it, Karen. Um, I hope it answered your what you requested, but at least I felt really good at the whole thing and it was exciting what is going to, how your job is going to move forward and how I feel you're not going to be nibbling at the edges anymore. So in any case, um, I really am am so in la-la land from this energy. It's so intense. I sort of pretend like I'm talking, and I guess I sort of am, but (laughs) it's hard uh, to pull everything together. But I do want to thank all my listeners. I want to thank those people who stepped forward, Unshul and um, Karen, to, I really want to thank them for for asking for a a healing, and I I want to give out my email address. I sort of forgotten to give out all this information in the beginning. I've got to remember to do that. But in any case, my email is Janet at JanetRichmond.com. My website is JanetRichmond.com. Very easy to to, to um, remember. 
And I hope everyone, again, has a wonderful holiday this week, those of you who celebrate the holiday. And I look forward to next week. And please let me know, you know, comments, questions, requests for healing, Janet at JanetRichmond.com. I really would love to hear from anybody and everybody. So um, with that, I'm going to wind down the episode and uh, (laughs) take a few breathers on my own. (laughs) Okay, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.